Let's pray as we consider this uh, gospel passage on this Palm Sunday. Dear Heavenly Father, Father of the King who rode into Jerusalem, as we reread this familiar story, will you open our eyes to see the King? Amen. So we have the classic uh, Palm Sunday reading, which we will all be very familiar with. Jesus rides into Jerusalem a week before Easter. And um, just for any, any visitors here this morning, over the last five Sundays, as a united benefit, both in here in St. Mary's and in St. Mark's, we've been uh, looking at different parts of the Bible, different genres of writing in the Bible, as we've been following along the diocese's um, Lenten course for the year of the Bible. And whilst that kind of work together has has, has finished, what I want to do uh, very briefly this morning is build, build on what we've been learning together using this particular passage. And in particular, I'd like us to explore the interconnectedness between the New Testament and the Old Testament. So we spent, um, we had a, a Bible overview, we spent two weeks in the Old, in, in three weeks in the Old, we spent a week in the New. And now as we come towards the end of Lent, what I'd like us to do is think about how the two uh, mesh together using this particular uh, account. Uh, and Matthew is really helpful for us here because Matthew, uh, along with John of the four gospel accounts of the same story, clearly identify Jesus with the king of Zechariah 9.9. So in verse 4 of our reading, it says this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. And then in verse 5, Matthew goes on to quote Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Now that may not actually be news to uh, many of you who have, uh, who have been here a number of years and who have studied this passage uh, before. The thing is, a lot of people stop there. They note the fulfilment of prophecy that was spoken around 520 BC, which of course is an amazing thing in its own right. But actually, we can go one stage further, and that's what I'd like us to do together this afternoon. Because you see, the relationship between the Old and the New Testament flows both ways. So we are quite used to the idea of seeing the New Testament as fulfilment of the Old. What was prophesied in the Old comes to fulfilment in the new. That's, that's an idea that many of us are very, uh, are very comfortable with. But the relationship is actually a two-way relationship because not only does the new fulfill the old, but the old gives us, if you like, a reference for explaining the new. So our understanding of what's going on in the New Testament is deepened by an appreciation of what is written in the old. And we can see that here uh, in, in this Zechariah reference. The question is, who is the king? So when Matthew 
refers to this triumphal entry into Jerusalem as being fulfillment of a prophecy in the book of Zechariah, who would Matthew's first readers, with that deeper background in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, who would they have understood that king to have been? What is it that the gospel writers are trying to tell us about Jesus by highlighting the fulfillment of this particular prophecy at this particular point in the Jesus story. Zechariah is not a book of the Bible that is preached very often in church, which I think is to, um, to our detriment because it is full of, of, of wonderful things. But this, this passage that is refer, which is um, referred to here comes at the beginning of a section of the book of Zechariah, which runs from chapter 9 through to the end uh, in chapter 14. And the key things about the particular king that Zechariah writes about are two. First of all, the king brings about the triumph of God's purposes. The king in Zechariah brings about the triumph of God's purposes. So Zechariah 14, verse 9, it's 30 pages back exactly in your Bibles if you want to check that what I'm saying is true. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. The the Lord will be king over all the earth. The second thing that the king of Zechariah 9 to 14 brings about is the restoration of God's people. So a few verses on, Zechariah 14, verse 16. Then everyone who survives of all the nations that have come against Jerusalem shall go up year after year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts. So the picture in Zechariah is after the exile, after God's people have been um, exiled from Jerusalem and spread throughout the Near East, is that the king brings them back to the temple to worship. So the king gathers around him the people of God in the place of God and restores them to their rightful place as God's people in worship. Now do you see what's going on in Matthew 21 and in um, the triumphal entry? What is Jesus doing? He's, moving from, he's, he's been moving from Galilee to Jerusalem. And as he goes, he gathers around him all of his disciples, small d, hundreds, not the twelve. And together they march on Jerusalem. They are restored just like at the end of the exile, to worship God, Hosanna, in fulfilment, not just of that one verse in Zechariah, but in all of what is going on in Zechariah. (coughs) And that is what the original readers of Matthew's Gospel would have understood, people that knew their book of Zechariah much better than I do, and most, I guess most of us here do, that's what they would have understood about this little snippet about the king riding on a donkey. Because the king riding on a donkey is the one who fulfills all of God's purposes 
and restores God's people, uniting them together in worship. That is the king that the prophet spoke of, and that is the king that the people worshipped in our gospel passage. question for me, and I would invite um, for you to ask of yourselves this coming week, is do I recognise that king? Is that the king whom I worship this Easter season? Now, of course, don't get me wrong, as the Easter story unfolds and as we move through Holy Week, in the Gospel accounts, we learn much more about the king than just these two points. So Jesus as king is not just limited to these two things. But Zechariah this morning, via Matthew, gives us a great start. Our Gospel reading and its fulfilment of prophecy is telling us that Jesus at his triumphal entry, is the one who fulfills the purposes of God and who restores the people of God to gather together in worship. And as we gather together in a moment around the Lord's table, as we continue to gather in in sung worship and in prayers to God, let's just spend some time reflecting on, is that the king that I recognise and that I recommit to worship in this coming week. Amen.